you have to grow. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Growth Podcast. It's your boy Gabe. Um, I'm here with my co-host Kendall, and we got a special guest on here for y'all today. It's Keisha. I mean, I'm also known as K Nicole. Okay. Hey, K Nicole. Hey. Keish, Keish, what's good? What's going on? What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. We appreciate your time today, and we ain't going to be before you too long. Um, just kind of wanted to get a little bit of background on you um, and have you tell us just uh, tell us about your journey, like what you do and, and kind of how you got there. Okay. Um, like I said, I go by Kate Nicole. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, hairstylist, and a hustler in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've been doing, I've been in the salon since I was 13. I started doing hair about like 18, like for real, for real doing hair. And um, yeah, so that's been, that's literally been the only job I had since I've been 13. That's crazy. So like you, you say you started at 13. So like, did you, you, you did that during, cause I know you went to college too. So you did, you still was in the salon during, during school and everything. Yeah, so I went to Central Michigan with Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home every weekend, literally, because Central was like two hours, two and a half hours from the crib. So I go up there for school during the week, come home Thursday or Friday, go back on Sunday or Monday. And I did hear it while I was up at school, too. Mm-hmm. You know, college kids is broke. So I had to do a specials. $25 wraps, come on. Come get your hair flat. <laughs> Talk about it. Okay, for a couple bottles up at school. So, I mean, that's what I really want to get into because, you know, for the viewers who do not know, me and Kay Nicole, we went to school together. You know, we um we clicked uh, early on by mutual friends. You know what I'm saying? We still all cool today and stuff like that. And, you know, we look up, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, me, um, Grays, and Meech, would be, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, dang, like, we got this party this weekend, we got this this weekend, like, you know, we should, we got to hit up the gang, like, where Keish at? And Keish was nine times out of ten, she was never there, you know what I'm saying? So she was, like, always about her money, always about her grind. So I guess what my question would be, like, was it really just about just, just the bread at that point, or did you always just go back because you knew, like, there was an end goal, you know what I mean? Um, I think I was so used to just working, like that's what I knew. Like my people, they ain't had no money like that for real growing up. Like it was five of us, so my mom was a single mom, so I knew I couldn't really call back home to get any extras that I needed. So with doing so, I had to, this was my hustle. This is what I was good at. So I'm like, I'm gonna put my all in this and make what I can make out of it, and then later on, it turned into a career. I went to school thinking I was going to be an OBGYN mm-hmm. <laughs> and medical field that just, I just didn't have no passion in it. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like, I love doing hair. I love being creative. I love coloring hair. I love making women look beautiful. So, I don't know. It's turned from a hustle to a career. Mm-hmm. That's natural, though. I, was I your, missed that. Was your passion, like, you, you think your passion kind of came from um, like, was it a specific instance that made you like, man, I, I gotta do hair, or was it just like over time? He was like, I can't see myself doing nothing else. Like, it's just what I love. 
over I, over time I, I real life cannot see myself doing nothing else like I I went to end up going to school for PR but mm. I don't see myself using my degree like I don't see myself doing nothing outside of the beauty industry even though PR does help me out like as far as PR and marketing with my brand but yeah. I don't feel myself like working in the whole corporate world or anything like that so that's a that's a real good point you know so was that a point where you knew was that during college where you knew you didn't want to do anything else or that was like after college no nah, it was like it was during college but I knew that I had to get my degree so I can have a backup plan just in case, you know, anything went left with doing here. I still had something to fall back on. Yeah, because I, I definitely know that, you know what I'm saying, you uh you left school and you came back. And a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, especially given the talent you have and, you know, having your own business or whatnot, they would definitely feel like they don't have a reason to go back. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they don't feel like, you know what I'm saying, they use their degree. So, you know, yeah. um. So like what, but like, so it, it was just really the fact that you needed something to fall back on or, you know what I'm saying? Was there any like extra motivation for, you know, ensuring that you were going to get your degree no matter what? Yeah. So like my, was it like my junior year? My junior, junior year. Like my junior, junior year, I ended up getting pregnant and I ended up getting pregnant and I literally had like two, maybe like two or three classes left to take. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, dang, like I'm making all this bread at home. I can just keep doing here, you know? But then the other part was like, nah, you got a baby on the way. Anything can go wrong. Like, and then with me working in the beauty industry, like I've, I've came up under like some real people, who, like some real hairstylists who was getting money, money back in the day. And I seen how money can quickly slide right through your hands. And then, you know, if you don't plan properly, you won't have nothing to fall back on. So when I got pregnant and I knew that I only had a few months classes left to take, I'm like, well, sure. I got this baby that's about to depend on me. I, who's to say that she gonna do hair or even, you know, have this hustle in her. So I need her to look up to me like, oh, I'm gonna went to college. She finished college. Boom, I'm gonna do that. I look up to my mama, you know, so. Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah, gave me that extra, that extra motivation to finish them last few classes because being pregnant and going to school, Jesus, that's that's a whole nother task right there. Yeah, and that's why you know it was commendable that you you like you know what I'm saying you were pregnant you know what I'm saying you had your child and then you were able to still come back you know what I'm saying which is definitely commendable and like you said setting that example you know um, for your daughter you know what I'm saying moving forward in the future as well because you know you you, you don't really know what uh you know path they may choose and you definitely want to you know education yeah. is still uh you know definitely important uh, for, for many people so uh moving into your entrepreneurship and whatnot um <clears throat> so obviously be doing this since you were like 13 um obviously uh you have your own salon now so like you you want to just go into like um when did you transition from like you know being in the salon to, you know, owning your own business and how, and what was the transition in, uh, in, in making that happen? Um, okay. So rewind back to when I was 13, I started working in the salon as an, um, as an, uh, internship for school. Mm-hmm. So we had to have internships at university prep 
and one of my best friends, her dad did hair. And I always like growing up, like I braid my brother's hair or braid people hair from around the neighborhood just for some extra money. So I'm like, well, let me just see if I can just work in the hair salon as a just something to get a grade by. You know, I wasn't really thinking of taking it too serious. So right. I started working up under Ivan and he taught me a lot, like being his assistant, like you just watching and just hands on, just sitting back, looking at him and assisting him with everything. I learned so much, like I soaked it all in. So I did that from like 13 to like 18. Then I left to to college and it was around that time when I was like, well, I kind of want to make my own money, especially seeing how much money he made off of just one person. I'm like, I know how to do everything he's doing. So, and then he was never the type to try to hold me back. He always wanted to see me grow and see me prosper. So when he seen that I wanted to do my own thing, he was like, go ahead, go ahead, I'm all for it. So. It was around like 18-ish when I'm like, okay, I want to make my own real money. Like I was making good money as an assistant, but as a kid, you know, like 13, 14, 15, that's a lot of money. Making $10 off of one person and he doing like 30 people a, a day, that's a lot of money for a teenager. So oh, yeah. I'm like, cool. But once I got old enough and I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> I can make my own money. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I switched to doing that, and then I was working. I was still working, and I was still working with them, him and his daughter, but I wasn't working for him. Um, I was working at their shop for about four years, and then that shop caught on fire. And when that happened, we had to find somewhere quick to go. So I reached out to one of my clients. Her sister had a shop. I reached out to her, and she let me come work there. And then I just didn't, mm, I worked there for like two and a half years. And then at that point, I reached my point, like, no, I need my own space. I want to have my own environment, create my own vibe and have people in there that's paying me boot rent, you know? So mm-hmm. that's when that was February this year when I decided to go off and branch off on my own. So. Okay. This is, so this is fairly new then. This is a fairly new new venture. You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, I'm not going to put how old you are, but shoot, that's still, you know what I'm saying? That's uh, that's a fairly new venture for you been like putting in time for, you know, quite some time before, you know, having your own business. So uh, I know it's early on, but like, um, just a quick question. Like, what would you say the toughest part of being like, you know what I'm saying, entrepreneur slash business owner is like that you, you know, come across thus far? Um, you know, dealing with your own business, your own salon. Mm. I would say the hardest part, period, like is being an entrepreneur would be finding balance. balance I don't necessarily say, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's hard running my own business. Because, like, as far as, like, being an entrepreneur and a hairstylist, period, I was always working on my own. So it wasn't like I just hopped in and not knowing, you know? Mm-hmm. So the hardest part for me is just finding balance between my baby, my relationship, God, and my actual business. Mm-hmm. So, so that's probably the hardest part. How do you, how you, balance it? How you um, balance it? Lately... 
um at first at first I had it bad to where I felt like I just needed to work 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 and it was taking time away from my baby until um me and my boyfriend well y'all know him TJ we had talked and he was basically told me like you don't have to work as much like you need to kind of find balance and spend more time with your baby so I'm like okay cool you do have a point like it was to the point where I thought that I gotta have money like I gotta have money but not knowing like the money gonna come regardless you know and that time being spent with my baby that's not gonna always be here you know so I just had to cut down on my hours and realize that clients they gonna find a way to work around if they want their hair done they gotta find their way to get to fit in my schedule so by you taking that approach, like how how you how are you be, how have you been so successful in like an industry that's so crowded? Because I feel like I feel like I know like a bunch of people who who do hair, but they don't they don't have the following or the you know what I'm saying the clientele that you have. So how do you find? Uh, I guess how do you how do you maintain the ability to be so successful um, while you still like finding that balance? Um, I think one important thing is customer service and customer relationships. Like, it's a lot of stylists in Detroit who have terrible customer service. Like, I see so much on social media, like people arguing with their clients, just people just saying off the wall stuff when it comes to their business. Like, you shouldn't make business too personal, you know? Mm-hmm. So where you got people looking at you like, nah, I don't want to go to her. Like, she ghetto as hell. Like, mm-hmm. people can't say that about me. I've never brought my personal life to be, to my place of work, nor have I actually gotten to it with any of my clients. I've learned how to deal with people in a in an appropriate way, even if it's, if it's not to their liking, you know? But mm-hmm. I always kept it professional. Um... Yeah, I think, yeah, customer service, I think that's what helps set me apart. Like, a lot of my clients even tell me, like, you are so professional when it comes to your work. And another thing that sets me apart, I would say, is that I color hair. Like, that's what a lot of people know me as. My Instagram name, my Instagram handle is Cole, the colorist. Like, mm-hmm. I color hair. I love coloring hair. And it's not too many stylists in Detroit that that color hair or know a lot about coloring hair. Ladies in the Metro Detroit area, if you do not hear that, if you need your hair colored, <laughs> Kay Nicole, the colorist, she can get you together. We will drop information in the bio, you know what I'm saying, yeah. regarding her information and how to book an appointment, period. But I definitely want to get into the customer service aspect because I can tell, like, I mean, the beauty industry is a very popular, popping industry, especially for, you know, black women and, what, and whatnot. But... Mm-hmm. With that comes with a lot of like people that are not genuine, right? Or people that don't care about the product. You know what I'm saying? They just more so in it for the money, like so. You know, and that because just because they know it's a popular business. You know what I'm saying? People can do mm-hmm. makeup, they can do lashes, they can do eyebrow. It's a bunch of stuff they can do. But like you mentioned before, you've seen on social media people saying like, "Dang, I got charged for this." And look at my hair. Like they don't do no refunds. They're not washing your hair. They ain't doing nothing. Right. Like, like. Um, like don't get me wrong like all your clients probably not gonna like your work <laughs> I done had mm-hmm. a few people like well my hair didn't come out how I wanted to and I wouldn't be like well oh well I'd be like okay well I'll 
refund you your money or I'll give you half, like depending on what the circumstance is. You know, I'm not just going to just chew them off just because they don't, you know, they don't like to hear that. And like, oh, no, I got my money. That's on you. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do that. Right, because right. I don't want nobody doing that to me if they're if somebody's unsatisfied with what they pay for, you know? Yeah, yeah right. but that that's a part of your customer service brand. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it is just about, you know what I'm saying, the genuine conversation and the understanding that, you know, somebody is taking their time, you know what I'm saying, to come visit you and give you their money. And they think they're going to, you know, a hair is going to come out a certain way. You know, they may be uh, a little naive or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, it's genuine understanding. Like, I want to look like this and if it's not like that then you know I, obviously it's about how you deal with it and a lot of times when it does hit social media or where it does go viral is where you know some people just deal with it terribly you know what i'm saying based off of like i've seen screenshots and i don't know nothing about here you know what i'm saying but i've <laughs> seen i've seen screenshots where you know what i'm saying stylists just completely completely dismiss the customer like yo basically i got my money i'm banging you feel me but at the end of the day you know what I'm saying? I think that what you display as customer service speaks to the longevity that you're, you know what I'm saying, continuing to sustain based off the fact that, you know, you don't have that on your, your record. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that blemish because, yeah, somebody may not like it or whatever the case may be. That can be mended in the same day, cool, whatever. But somebody go viral, somebody, you know what I'm saying, leave a review or start spreading word of mouth like, yeah, don't go to her or something like that, right. you know. And that that's, can the affect. that's the last thing you want is for somebody to say, don't go to her because of my experience. Like, especially first time, um, first time clients, you have to make sure they, they, uh, first time there is their best experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a lot of people who don't take customer service, like for real. And, and a lot of people, like a lot of people, like I ask my clients, when it's new clients, I ask them like, well, how did you hear about me? Did you follow me on Instagram or did somebody refer you? And it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people that say word of mouth. And mm -hmm. that makes me feel good. Like anybody mm -hmm. can see a picture on Instagram, like, oh, let me check her out. But if somebody is telling them like, hold on, baby. If somebody is telling them like, no, I went to her, like she's dope, go check her out. That makes me feel good. So, so now let's kind of, uh, let's kind of change gears and kind of have some fun with this. Like, so, <laughs> so, so, all right, let's, let's just kind of review your whole career as a, as a stylist. What has been like the toughest day? Like, just give us like, I guess a quick glimpse at like one of your toughest days as a stylist. Mm. <laughs> uh, one of my toughest days. We got time. Don't even worry about it. We just want to know. We just wanna know. <laughs> you know, we just want to end. We just want an in-depth view. Of, you feel me? Just to like of what you know. what I'm saying it may I, look like. One of my toughest days. I don't know, like a specific time, but it's because it happened like more than once. Like mm. I said, I color here, and if somebody's to come, I put on my site. If you have black or any color on your hair before it comes to get any coloring services. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know ahead of time because it can't affect how your hair come out. I have uh, people come in there and tell me, no, I ain't got no black on my hair. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Get the color in their hair. Lying, thinking that's going to save them, and it's not. <laughs> and then the color don't come out the way you want it to come out because it can't take over the black that you got in your hair. And I just have to tell them, like, you're making my job harder. 
Like, right, right, right. You could have avoided all this. You could have saved your money. I could have mm-hmm. saved my time if you would have just kept it real. And let me know you had color on your hair. So right. I be love stuff like that. Yeah, because how can how the hell I'm gonna be K Nicole the colorist, dog? If you know what I'm saying, if you're not even doing your end of the bargain, you feel me? Yeah. I got a name. I got a name to live up to, and you up here playing, dog. Like, yeah. man, I I understand the frustration. So I mean, <clears throat> taking all this going forward, like. What do you, what is the, um, since you just started in February with this, so, like, what do you see as the future being, you know what I'm saying, like, for, um, you know what I'm saying, for the salon, like, what other goals, or you have any aspirations, like, what do you want to, you want to expand this, like, what is your vision, you know what I'm saying, going forward, you've already come a long way, but, like, I know you're still very young, so, like, what is the vision you have going forward for uh, the salon, and anything else that you wish to accomplish? Um, okay, so you know, we are our biggest critics, mm-hmm. and every times where I feel like I'm not doing enough when it comes to my business, and it and my clients, and even people that work with me, be like, No, like you're doing really good for yourself, but I do want to expand. Like, I just got another stylist with me, and then a lash tech, and then I have a makeup artist that's coming to start. I want this to be bigger than that. Like, I've always wanted to open up my own big salon, but I know that it takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of money. Um, and I don't want it to flop. Like, I have my friends tell me all the time, like, you should have been opening your shop. Like, what you waiting on? But I've seen people who shops flop. <laughs> and I've worked in salons who shops wasn't all the way up to par. Like, so... I've learned from like the my past experience and working with other people I'm taking from them and realizing what I do and what I don't want to do. So I don't want to rush into it. And then it's a half, half ass job or, you know, it's not how I want it to be. So I do plan to expand. I want a, a really nice salon. So where I don't have to be doing hair all day, sun up, sun down. Like yeah. I want to just run my own largest salon like a really nice salon that people be like oh like that's Keisha shop is dope like you just referring people there just from the ambiance you know um i would love for it to be in the downtown area like that's always been like my vision to have it downtown detroit but the way downtown is expanding and growing unless they find some better parking down there but of course i do want it in detroit um i say i give myself a few more years just so i can come up with a a real detailed plan and then i go in and go hard and i do like i do plan to to be able to hold classes and stuff so that people can come and learn from me just like I learned from other people um I plan on furthering my education within the beauty industry so yeah I don't plan on just stopping here no 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 it don't sound like it at all so I'm just getting started to me don't it G yeah no, that's, that's what's up I'm uh, I'm excited for you I'm excited to see these next few years unfold for you and, and you continue to grow 
That's what's up, man. Yeah, a lot of people think it's oh, uh, you just curling some hair. That's easy. No, it's not easy. It's a lot of work that come with it. I'm already knowing this. A lot of work. Physical to the mental to emotional, all that shit is stress. Yep. So you plan on taking a step back eventually, you know. So, you know, like the like the like the beauty shop, you know what I'm saying? You see the movie, Yeah, right? I don't I yeah. don't wanna work on my feet until I'm like okay, hold on. I don't wanna um be on my feet till I'm like sixty. Like that's not what I wanna do. That's not what I wanna do at all. I wanna be able to chill, come in, collect my money, collect my boyfriend from my people. And that's it. Hey, what's up, Dallas? Dallas? <laughs> Hi. What you hey. doing, little mama? Viewers, welcome. We have Dallas coming to the show. I am Dallas Marie. Follow her new YouTube channel when she ever when she feels like it. So that's we got that coming name. too. That's what? Not my name. What's your name? Oh man. That's what is it Dallas, then? Dallas 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 Scott. Okay. Oh, uh, my bad. I was talking about the YouTube channel. I'm sorry, sweetheart. You know, I was just trying to promote your brand. You know, we promote your mama. We try to promote you too. My bad, man. My B, my B. But um, we're going to get you out of here in a second. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to ask that, you know, just like you mentioned with that, like real quick, I know you have a lot of other things going on as well. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, from event planning to whatever else. So, like, just kind of tell the people what else that you are good at and skilled at, you feel me? Because I know that you don't – that you're also looking to expound laterally as well. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I also have an event – planning company uh here we come and decorate whatever events you have baby showers birthday parties you name it we got it um it's called innovative creations me and my business partner dominique peoples we started that 2017 end of 2017 um i also i'm starting um a nonprofit called young ladies of excellence and y'all about to have me tap into a whole new bag on this uh on this hey podcast. man listen it's all promo go ahead <laughs> uh called young ladies of excellence um it's a nonprofit that i'm starting to i want to reach out to young ladies in the metro detroit area middle and high schoolers especially middle school girls because the way the world is coming on these girls are out of control they <laughs> out of control and um i'm doing a women's empowerment event september 29th and i'm having a speaker a panel and we are gonna come here we're gonna discuss self-love we're gonna discuss everything about a woman that they need to know from hygiene to self-love to insecurities all that you name it we're talking about it because women they lack a lot of that when it comes to knowing your worth. And it starts from your upbringing. So at the um, end of the event, I want people to come forward and be mentors so that we can go and speak to other little girls. And that's my main objective with Young Ladies of Excellence is to um, have a mentorship program for young ladies. Yeah, okay, okay. We got event planning. We got, you know, women empowerment. We got young ladies at Eskimos. We got the salon. Like, man, look, man. <laughs> we, we need a book next, okay? We need a book or something. That's what we need. We're going to aim for 2022. 
for that, uh, just to compile all this information, <laughs> man. But uh, because, oh, quick question about like entrepreneurship in general, just to expound on the fact that you have so many things going on. Like, um, in future episodes, you know what I'm saying? Me and Gia have been tackling this uh, series called Black in Business, and we've been really diving into like, you know, um, our first episode was about um, black people being in corporate. And then we deal with, you know, we spoke with uh, one of Gabe's former teammates who's in the real estate industry as an entrepreneur. Um, and now we're you know, speaking to you as a young entrepreneur as well. So like, um, <clears throat> like what do you, how, how important do you feel that entrepreneurship is? And do you feel like it has to be more of a, a passion or do you feel like by the way that society is set up, especially for, you know, uh, minorities that it has to be more of a decision and more of a choice? Um, I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50. Because uh, I know now the way corporate is set up when it comes to these <laughs> our black men and these uh, I don't want to say these white people but <laughs> when it Too late. Comes white to people. <laughs> they don't <laughs> they don't, <laughs> they don't they don't do us right. So, <laughs> I mean, be your own boss. That's why you ain't got to worry about nobody telling you what to do. You ain't got to worry about nobody telling you where your money coming from. Got to have a seat or none of that. Um, but I think passion plays a, a major role in it. Only coming from, that's how I got, that's how I started becoming an entrepreneur because it came from my passion. And you I mean, if you're going to just do, become an entrepreneur just for the heck of it, you might as well stay in corporate. You know, like right. you're gonna be doing something just for the money. Right. You might as well stay there working for somebody else. I feel like you gotta have some type of love behind it. Like you gotta have some passion, so you won't feel like you're just working for the money. Yeah, because so. with me, I don't feel like I'm just working. Like I'm doing what I love to. Like it's a great feeling to do what you love to do. Yeah, I, I think we we talked about that on the uh, on the last episode um, with the Kings and just uh, basically just like you if if it ain't something that like you passionate about and you willing to go the extra mile for um, it's tough for, to get people to believe in in you let alone your business if uh, if you know what I'm saying if that you can't even see that passion on their face when they talking about it you know what I'm saying and exactly. So, so I think that I think that that's uh, that's definitely that's definitely huge. That passion, that passion is is something that that's that's supposed to drive your your entrepreneurial spirit. I don't think mm-hmm. you can just like you can't have it. You can't have that spirit without that passion. I don't think. Personally. I promise you. Like I've been to people. I've been serviced by people, and you can tell that they're not passionate about it. And they keep be like, "Well, you know what? I don't want to come to you no more because you're not doing what you love to do." I can tell you're not doing what you love to do. Mm-hmm. I hate going to places and people are old vibe and they attitude is just like, do you hate your job? <laughs> like, I don't like that. Dang, how you hate your job and you chose that? Like, you exactly. chose to be, you know what I'm saying? You chose, you, you, you better put some love behind that grind. You know what I'm saying? Or well, I can go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Because I know for damn sure if my barber, you know what I'm saying, and if he, he lacks a day of school on the cut and he ain't trying to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, I'm fresh, then you feel me? That's going to be the last time. Exactly. You don't I'm, want nobody just playing in your hair. I'm out. I'm yeah. out, bro. You're not about to play, bro. Cause I mean, think about it. That's 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 the male version of makeup, bro. So like, right. You, you gotta, mess that hairline up. It's over. Come on, <laughs> man. Come on. I can't tell you that, man. I had. I think I've had one like awful haircut where I was just. 
hurt. I had the hat on for three weeks. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, man. Hell no. Nah. That's why I got the dreads now, because my shit trying to disappear on me. See, niggas, niggas take a chance every week, bro. We take a chance every other week, man. You feel me? Like, because he could be having a bad day, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, my shit done for a month. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He might not. People be asking me, like, you want to cut? No, I'm not cutting no man here because they not letting me mad at me. Bruh, you know what I'm saying? Like, real talk, like, he might not be He might not be all there today. You feel me? He could have, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, the uh, losses, you know what I'm saying, kid to the court or something. You know, so crazy. You never know in these shots, for real. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, anything can happen, then, you know, my shit just done for. So, like, bringing it back full circle, you know, that customer service aspect is A1. A1 for mm-hmm. sure. And you got to have that passion. Like, of course, you, the way um, society is set up now, I mean, it's a lot of entrepreneurs now in our generation because of shoot, how the, the real world set up but you still gotta have that passion to make people at least feel like dang he love what he do yeah, not, you love not, to, yeah. when you love what you do you're gonna you're gonna give the best customer service right 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 um so gee like i mean i know me and you were talking um and like you said it's a very crowded industry whatever the case may be so um like I think me and you were talking about like, so what advice would you give to other, you know what I'm saying, young black women looking to be in a similar position to where you are today? They're probably listening to this podcast like, man, I like doing hair and she popping or you feel me like, you know what I'm saying? But you didn't put the time in. So like, right. I mean, where would you tell people to start for real? You know what I'm saying? Because I guess, I mean, you've pretty much doing this like half your life, like, like legitimately. So, uh, so I mean, where would you tell people to start or like what advice would you give to other people for real? Um, I would say to just, to just start doing it. If doing hair is your passion, doing nails, doing it, whatever your passion is, just start doing it. Um, but you have to learn from other people. Like, even though I've been doing hair and working in the salon and the beauty industry for this long, I still try to find ways to learn from other people like I go to classes I look on YouTube any type of way I can to to help me learn more about stuff because it's always something that you don't know mm-hmm. and then and the trend is always changing so you want to always be up to date with the trend so make sure you learn it from other people reach out to people a lot of people be so scared to reach out to people just because they think people are just gonna turn them down or say no but it don't hurt to ask if you feel like you need help in a certain area, just reach out to anybody that you look up to. Or if you like somebody work, just reach out to them. And you never know what they will say. I don't, me personally, I don't mind, you know, giving out tips or help or advice on hairstyles or whatever, customer service, whatever people may need help with. I don't mind. Um, so, yeah, continue your education in the beauty industry. Education just don't stop with just school and books like it's a hands-on thing. You got to keep it going. Um, promotion. You have to promote your work. Like, you got to go crazy with marketing and advertising and social media and hashtags. I know hashtags help a lot with people um, finding people that they wouldn't even think to find on social media. Just by, like, if somebody hashtag 
Detroit stylist or Detroit hair, stuff like that. Like those hashtags help people to find your page. I had a client a couple of weeks ago that told me she was just searching the hashtag when she came across my page. Mm-hmm. And somebody told me before to do it and I've never done it. Just being lazy and I did it and shoot, it helped. So taking advice from other people, marketing, um, promoting your work, um, and not having a nasty attitude. Nasty attitude in a nasty environment. Them two mm. things, like, it's a lot of stylists. <laughs> it's well <laughs> Talk about it. Talk nasty, about it. Don't be afraid. Nasty environments, and people don't want to be around that. Like, and even if you work, even if you're trapping out your house, make sure it's together. Like, because it's people who probably can't afford to work in a salon or can't afford to work um, in their own suite or something right now. And they got to start from the house. So make sure when your clients come to you, you're giving them the best experience ever. And people going to mm-hmm. always want to come back to you. Mm-hmm. you. Your service on top of um, the actual style. As long as they satisfy, they're going to come back. They're going to spread the word. And it's so, it's so many hairstyles and it's so many people that need their hair done. So I don't think the beauty industry would ever be oversaturated because somebody can always need their hair done. Mm-hmm. Like attitude, is that is that something that you is those three things something that you kind of base the principle of like when you started your own your own shop basically when you when you decided to move into your own space is that something you kind of learn um, from seeing other people struggle with other people succeed with or what or is that something that kind of um, that comes from so like I said when I was working with Ivan I've been with them from I was thirteen to like twenty. 23, 24-ish. So working with them, we was like family. So everything I learned, I learned from them. And they show us the best, like when it came to customer service, how to deal with clients, like we learned everything through them. Mm-hmm. And Ivan, he's an OG, so he's older. And you know, the older, the older cats, they know. Like, they're not in it for just the money. Like, they know how to, especially the men's stylists, like, they know how to to treat their ladies for them to come back. So, everything that I learned, I learned from them. And I think I'm thankful for that and that I wasn't taught up under, like, people who just didn't care. Like, no, they care about their clients. They cared about their their environment. They make sure the shop, the shop stay clean. They make sure we have stuff for the clients on Saturdays. Y'all want wine, y'all want coffee, y'all want donuts. Like, they looked out for their clients to make them feel like they was at home. Is that is that something you do? You you give your clients, like, wine and stuff like that? Yes, come on back. Get y'all a glass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you heard it here. Hey, do I got to get my hair done? Hey, do when I got to get my hair done? Get, get some lit. When they come to the shop, that's a women want to get away from their men. They want to get away from their kids. Mm-hmm. They trying to get away from their job. They just want to get away and get fine and relax. Like nobody wants to be in around an environment that's ghetto as hell, that's loud. I know I don't, and my clients don't. Like the clients that I have, they don't want to be around that. So I make sure that I I have wine there so they can relax and just chill and, and feel like they at home. Like I want my clients to feel like we family. 
Mm. You know what? I'm so I'm so go ahead, G. Question. When you, when you um so when you like when you create that like therapeutic environment kind of like you describing, like that also like I know people be telling you all their business and stuff like that. So like that also can I feel like be kind of heavy on your on your mental. Um if somebody I mean you if some everybody you dealing with on a certain day come in with like all of this like negative energy and like you spending your whole time doing their hair also um you know what I'm saying cheering them up kind of um so how do you balance that when you get home and like you done had a long day you drain like how do you how do you keep that balance and then because now you got to turn into mommy mode so how do you like balance that out <laughs> prayer i know that's not okay <laughs> but for real prayer that junk work <laughs> it work i have to pray i have to keep my my prayer life lit like I have to because that's the only way I'm gonna have sanity between being a mommy and and work like and it's, it's the clients that come in and they really they really um vent to their stylist because they feel like like you my friend you know yeah. especially if I've been coming to you for a minute I've been kicking it with you for years you my friend I can trust you this is where I can come to and tell you some of my deepest secrets you know, like I had a girl come uh, a few weeks ago and she was telling me about what she was going through. And then a few weeks later, I just so happened to think about her and I just prayed for her. And then I just sent her a text and basically told her, like, gave her advice and stuff. And then she ended up texting me and was telling me, like, how thankful she is for me to send her the advice, for me to even be thinking about her. Because it was just a random thought, like I randomly just thought about her. So I try not to make it just about strictly money, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't, it don't bother me when people come to me with their problems at work. It really don't bother me at all. Probably because I'm used to it. Right. Um, so yeah, my, my only advice for that, I would say, is just to pray, to pray for balance. Yeah. That balance, I'm already known. Well, I mean, um, I think that, you know what I'm saying, pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot to digest here for our viewers. I mean, for our listeners, um, as far as everything you bring to the table, you know what I'm saying? We definitely want to give you a chance to drop all the information. You know what I'm saying? We dropped the pod. we put all your information in the bio as well for people to reach out to you, know how to contact you, and for those to also learn more about you and what you do and your services and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But beyond just here obviously you have a lot that you bring to the table <clears throat> with your event planning um you know woman empowerment um your plans with the youth in the future so definitely a lot you know what i'm saying to look forward to you know um i'm not gonna uh say anything about dallas channel i'm gonna give her the, ch the opportunity to do so i ain't trying to get <laughs> yelled at again I future dallas one of these days yeah, man, I ain't trying to get yelled at again. So I would definitely, you know, we're gonna put that in the bio though, but I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna mess that up. That ain't my so name. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to do that. But uh yeah, um just thank you for the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to speak with you, you know what I'm saying, about what you do and how you got here, because I think it's very important. And I think what you said at the end is a very important message that me and Gabe have been, you know, relaying and well, not even relaying, but just finding a, a current theme with all our, you know, previous pods uh, talking about being black in business is really that passion behind entrepreneurship and that mm -hmm. passion leads to customer service. Cause obviously you care about something and you care about the whole nine, you know what I mean? If you just care about mm -hmm. the money or a certain portion, then of course, like 
a it's certain portion show. of your, it's gonna show, and a certain portion of your business is gonna slack. And you know, from there, if you if people go, are going to be able to see it, and you know, you can't fake the funk forever, especially when you got to put grind behind it, and you got to put love behind it, and nurture it. You know what I'm saying? Or order for it to work. So. Thank you again, G. You got any um any other party questions, last words, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, regarding this this topic? No, man. Again, again, can't say thank you enough. We appreciate it. Um got a hella hell of a lot of gems in here in this episode. And um we just leave it to you, Keish. You got any last words for him? Um, Drop your socials. Come on now, let's do it. Drop your socials now. Y'all follow my hair page, K Nicole under Score the colors with the K. Um, be on the lookout for my women's empowerment next month. I need all the ladies to be in attendance. It's gonna be such a dope event. Um, no, September no. 29th at Farid Gallery in Southfield. I will be posting flyers soon, and the um, the link to purchase the link to purchase tickets. Follow my personal page. It's that K Nicole, and that's where I'll be posting all of uh, the flyers for the women's empowerment. And we'll be reposting everything on our page and stuff um, as well. We'll have her feature on our bio. So don't worry about it. We got you. We got you. Yeah, support black businesses. Support black businesses. That's the I thing appreciate right y'all for having me on here. So with all that being said, I'm positive that we got better today. We'll check with y'all soon. Bye.